Did Wall Street Bits really do anything wrong? The GameStop Saga, How Retail Bulls Overwhelmed Wall Street Short Sellers From a retail investor's point of view, the pros have always had a massive advantage over the retail investor, more information, faster trading, direct access to CEOs, and the financial weight and influence to move markets. Last week something changed, retail investors following Wall Street Bits beat Wall Street professionals at their own game. Some people claim Wall Street Bits is nothing more than run-of-the-mill collusion. Some go as far as to say the collusion amounts to market manipulation. Others insist this online forum is simply the democratization of investing. Is Wall Street Bits playing fair and will they be allowed to continue targeting hedge funds or will they continue to be thwarted by trading platforms or even pursued by regulators? History Time Murray Pezum died on November 11, 1998. According to CBC, colorful Vancouver stock promoter Murray Pezum died of a heart attack early Wednesday morning. He was 77 and has been ill for a number of months. CBC The CBC went on to report that Murray was once considered the most powerful trader on the Vancouver Stock Exchange. At one point, companies he controlled allegedly were involved in nearly one quarter of all trades on the exchange. How successful was Murray? He once owned the BC Lions football team. I never met Murray Pezum, I only knew him as a legend. I first heard stories about Murray while working as a valet driver at the Hyatt Regency in Vancouver. All the doormen knew Murray. They loved him. Murray would park his car in the driveway of the hotel, slide $50 into the doorman's hand and say, keep it in the driveway for me, would you? All the bellmen knew Murray. They loved him too. When Murray crossed the lobby on his way to the lounge he would quickly be approached by one of the bellmen, looking for a stock tip. Anything you've got your eye on Murray? According to legend, Murray would drop a helpful tip or two on his way into or out of the hotel, knowing full well much of the service staff of the hotel, staff at other major hotels, and family and friends of hotel staff all over the city would have heard Murray's tip within a matter of days or even hours. Murray might sound like Robin Hood, but according to many of the people who acted on his stock tips, he might have been more sheriff of Nottingham. Allegedly, most of Murray's tips led the majority of investors to massive losses as Murray and friends exited stocks after pumping them up hundreds or even thousands of percent. Murray's story is fascinating but it's not particularly unique. Insiders, the wealthy, and the well-connected have always had an information advantage and have always been allowed to manipulate markets with near impunity. Short Seller Shenanigans Before its legendary 2020 run-up in value, Tesla's investors, and investors in many other companies like Tesla, often suffered at the hands of short sellers. Some like legendary investment manager Jim Shanos, I think fairly used influential platforms like CNBC to argue his case for why Tesla stock was trading too high. However, it's hard not to argue short sellers have been using more nefarious strategies as well, for example, working in loose coordination to drive down the value of stocks to benefit Wall Street professionals, hedge funds, and the billionaires that invest in such investment vehicles. For one glaring example, websites like Seeking Alpha have been filled with analysts claiming Tesla was a fraud and Elon Musk was a liar, 
all to the benefit of Wall Street and the detriment of both Tesla and longtime investors who believed in Tesla's vision. However, after being doxxed by presumably a retail investor and friend of Tesla, it turned out at least one very vocal Tesla bear writing on Seeking Alpha turned out to be working for a hedge fund that was heavily shorting Tesla stock. I'm not accusing the SEC of protecting short-selling hedge funds that cater to millionaires and billionaires, but to the average investor, it's kind of the way it looks. Government agencies backstopping, bailing out, and making rules that benefit the wealthy and elite and suggest the average retail investor is stupid. To the average investor, it appears Wall Street insiders have been allowed to run over retail investors for decades, with no repercussions or accountability. The rise of retail investors. Throughout 2020, we've seen small retail investors working through platforms like Robinhood help to drive up large-cap technology stocks like Amazon and well-storied stocks like Tesla to bewildering heights. Many people either laid off or forced to stay home due to the pandemic started spending their extra time and pandemic relief checks investing in stocks. Heavily shorted stocks like Tesla, once one of the most shorted stocks in the world, were bid up by first-time investors who liked the stock story. And why not? It feels good to own a great story like Tesla. In response to new buying pressure in the spring and summer of 2020, short sellers were forced to cover their positions by buying stocks at higher prices than they originally sold for. By forcing short sellers to cover close their short positions, stocks like Tesla were pushed up even further. Stocks started looking a little overvalued, so shorts jumped in again, only to see stock prices rise due to more demand from retail investors. The higher stocks like Tesla rose, the more short sellers tried to place bets and force the stock down, exactly the same way they had, over and over in the past. But in 2020, this strategy simply hasn't worked. Every time short sellers have started piling onto stocks like Tesla, retail investors have swamped the short positions, forcing the price higher and higher. Even Jim Shanos has given up on shorting Tesla and has moved to use an options strategy instead to avoid future short squeezes. The Big Short Squeeze of 2021 In 2021, Wall Street's beating started with GameStop but there have been quite a number of stocks, including BlackBerry and American Airlines that were also targeted by retail investors. In a similar fashion to how Tesla was too heavily shorted in 2019 and early 2020, retail investors started looking for stocks like GameStop that were still heavily shorted. The hedge funds weren't wrong to short GameStop. GameStop's business model is terrible in a pandemic world where video games can be downloaded at home over high-speed internet. However, the hedge funds did make a terrible mistake. Hedge funds were in fact piling short positions on stocks like GameStop to the tune of 140%. Hedge funds made a mistake because they've never been held accountable before. This is what the average investor feels is unfair. How are market professionals allowed to pile shorts onto a single stock? How isn't this simply a form of collusion and market manipulation? Unfortunately for the hedge funds, this time, an unfair advantage turned into their Achilles heel. As retail investors purchased more and more GameStop shares, the bulls started to outweigh the bears and the price of the stock started to climb. The more the stock climbed, the more retail investors purchased the stock. Eventually, 
the stock climbed high enough short sellers were forced to add to margin positions or to buy the stock back from the open market to close their short position. But this time, when short sellers started trying to buy stock to close their short positions, there weren't enough retail investors selling GameStop stock. Short sellers were forced to offer more and more money to retail investors in an attempt to get retail investors to sell. This cycle caused stock prices to soar. The reaction Without warning, Robinhood and a number of other trading platforms decided to limit purchases of a list of stocks being short-squeezed. The sale of these short-squeezed stocks was not limited. Naturally, with new purchases being limited by Robinhood, investors selling GameStop stock quickly outnumbered those trying to buy the stock and the stock price crashed. Robinhood claims they were trying to protect investors. Many retail investors think Robinhood is taking the side of big industry players. I don't think either of these hypotheses are correct. I think Robinhood is protecting itself. Robinhood can't really be protecting retail investors. Retail investors were making a killing as the stock price went parabolic. Maybe some big hedge funds were relieved to see purchases limited but I'm not convinced Robinhood is on the side of Wall Street players either, why would they be? Small retail investors are Robinhood investors. I think Robinhood was afraid of what might happen if you combine inexperienced investors, options, and a sudden stock price reversal. If your customers are large hedge funds and trades go against them, hedge funds are likely to pay their trading losses. Trading is their business, burn a trading platform and maybe no one will work with your firm in the future. However, retail investors are a little different. If an inexperienced or overly optimistic retail investor takes on too much risk Robinhood could be in trouble in two ways. First, fiduciary duty, Robinhood is supposed to, at least to some extent, protect investors from themselves. If Robinhood investors start losing a lot of money, Robinhood could find itself on the wrong end of class action lawsuits and regulatory fines. Second and perhaps more alarmingly, if any retail investors can't cover their losses because prices have moved too fast, Robinhood could easily be on the hook to make those trades good. In order to save money, Robinhood acts as both an introducing dealer and clearinghouse for the same trades. In a worst-case scenario, insufficient clearinghouse deposit requirements mixed with a lack of liquidity could mean bankruptcy for a trading platform performing both roles. Is Wall Street Bits doing anything wrong? The Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort, thinks the SEC could easily find fault if they wanted to. The rules are written vaguely enough the regulators could find a scapegoat if they truly wanted to make a point, I'm not defending her but think Martha Stewart. However, according to Belfort, the SEC is not likely to spend the resources to chase down individuals in this case. I'm less sure Wall Street bets did anything wrong. In truth, there is very little separating what the Reddit crowd is doing and what short sellers are doing. Making an investment and then advocating why other investors should also make the same trade to a wide online audience simply cannot be illegal. We see hedge fund managers do this every day on CNBC and Bloomberg. In fact, institutional investors still hold all the advantages. Wall Street bits didn't collude in secret, they discuss strategy in an open forum that can be read by anyone. Any institutional investor could have ordered a junior staffer to take 10 minutes to find out what Wall Street Bits was strategizing and then trade accordingly.
it was institutional contempt for retail investors and or laziness that burned Wall Street. Bottom line, retail investors should be allowed to trade their money however they see fit as long as they trade in a transparent way. Instability in the markets is not the responsibility of the retail investor, it's the responsibility of the trading platforms, market makers, and clearing houses. The smart move here would be for trading platforms to identify potentially higher risk stock and options contracts and increase margin requirements for them accordingly. Trading platforms should increase the margin on deposit with clearinghouses to ensure trades can be settled in an orderly fashion. Finally, regulators should consider the logic of allowing one company to act as both a trading platform and clearinghouse for the same customers, because halting or limiting retail investor purchases seems far too one-sided a solution.